Welcome back to another edition of the Edge Podcast. Publisher Brendan Slaughter here for BeaversEdge.com, joined by Beavers Edge recruiting analyst Dylan Callahan Crowley. We're coming to you guys with a little quick podcast update here uh, on Monday, November 27th. We came to you guys a couple days ago talking about the Jonathan Smith news and our uh, V1 of our coaching candidates uh, carousel that we got working at BeaversEdge.com. We got a few new updates uh, at BeaversEdge.com and also Today's the last day of our promo. Make sure to uh, check out the website. You can join the website for 75% off. That promo ends today, so make sure to check it out. Get all the latest we have on the coaching search, uh, off-season movement, player personnel, lots of updates. Uh, Dylan, Beaver's Edge is a busy place to be and the place to be right now. Well, it, abs- it absolutely is uh, the place to be right now. I mean, we have so much going on with uh, the head coaching search. I mean, we have been on top of this uh since you know since jonathan smith left uh corvallis for east lansing we had our pod board out within what two hours of him leaving um we were the first to report uh at least on twitter that bray uh and the beavers were working pretty hard Mm -hmm. on uh you know whatever it may be we know that he at least has been interviewed we know that paul christ is being interviewed as well um you know we've been we've been on top of it from mm. start to finish so far, or not even finished so far, but from the start. <laughs> and we're going to be on top of it all the way to the finish. And even after they hire whoever the next head coach is, we're not done. We still have all the assistant coach hirings. We have the transfer portal is going to be a big part. I mean, you look at transfer portal right now, over 300 FCS kids already in it, nearly 200 or over 200 FBS kids by now. Um, who, who's going to be leaving the Beavers? Who's going to be coming back? I, I mean, we're we're gonna have the inside scoop and all that, and and much more. Of course, all the recruiting stuff as well. Uh, we're we're gonna have all that inside scoops. I mean, there's been truly no better time to go <laughs> and subscribe to Beaver's Edge than right now for that seventy five percent off. Yeah, it's our best deal of the year. And then everything you just mentioned, Dylan, and then ho hum, Oregon State's got to play a bowl game in like two to three yeah. weeks too. Yeah. And Oregon State's got one more game this year. Will Kapensi Hinson be the interim head coach by the time the bowl game comes around? Will Oregon State decide to hand that over to whoever their new coach is going to be? Like I said, it's going to be a massively busy month. And then, as Dylan mentioned, add in the fact that National Signing Day is December 20th. That's coming up right around the corner. Uh, he mentioned the portal is going to be opening a week from today. So, Dylan, just to kind of set the stage real quick with that – just for everyone that's maybe checking us out for the first time or, you know, wanting to, you know, check out beaversedge.com. How important is it just to kind of put it in a small context for Oregon state to have somebody hired before that portal date? It is like the D day date of sorts. Like you need to have somebody hired by then. Why? Yeah. I mean, if you don't have somebody hired by Monday, you need to have somebody hired by Wednesday, perhaps at the latest. You sometime in the next seven to nine days, or from the time that Smith was fired, seven to ten days fired, yeah. took the job at in Corral yeah. in East sure. Lansing. Yeah. Seven yeah. to ten days from that day, they need to find a guy, and that marks about a uh, transportal opening day. And I mean, why? Because one, there's already going to be a ton of roster turnover because of Jonathan Smith leaving. Even if Trent Bray becomes the head coach, there's going to be plenty of Beavers who make their way in and out of the portal. It's just the nature of college football in 2023. Sure. Um, but, I mean, the transfer portal is basically, you know, you, the recruiting classes are the foundation of your program. But 
in today's age college football, the transfer portal is where you you separate the contenders from the pretenders. I would say sure that's where you, yeah. you find your finishing your finishing pieces. Oregon State last year needed a quarterback. They went out and got DJ. And, you know, yep. DJ had his ups and downs this year. You could say if he uh, met expectations, failed to meet them, surpassed them, whatever it may be. But they thought that they were a quarterback away from contend for a Pac-12 championship. It turned out that that wasn't the case this year, but they thought that could be the final piece. For Oregon State, you know, whatever the future may hold, they're going to need some big pieces from the transfer portal next season to compete against some of the teams that are likely going to be on that that 2024 schedule that are going to be of the tougher variety, whether that's, you know, an Oregon or other power five programs that may end up on that schedule. Um, but yeah, having a head coach by next Monday, Wednesday, the latest is, is absolutely pivotal. And I think um, the administration top to bottom understands that um, I'm sure they've already been talking with the current Oregon state commitments Um and it'll be interesting to see how they handle in between yeah. them because graduate transfers are in the portal already. FCS kids are in the portal already. Um, and FBS kids whose coaches have left are in the portal already. Uh, will the staff that's still there uh, begin recruiting some of those guys? Will they not? It, that's a tough part. With If Bray sticks right. around, you have to imagine that perhaps they do. But it, it's really interesting, but uh, we're going to have the inside scoop and all that and much more on Beaver's Edge over the next few days, uh, well into portal season, well into early yep. sign-up period, regular sign-up period. Uh, we're going to have it all. Yeah, a couple quick things on what you mentioned there. Uh, Dylan and I are also hearing some rumors on Oregon State's 2024 schedule. We're hearing that you know that could come in the realm of the same timeline as potentially a head coach, and you think about – you know, the uncertainty, Dylan, of asking a new coach to come in and, you know, sign up for Oregon State, not really know what cards they have yet. That could have been a reason why Jonathan Smith kind of had his foot halfway out the door. So that's a part of that conversation as well. Um, again, based on everything that we've heard, like Dylan said, you know, there's a couple things still being worked out. I expect it to be heavily loaded with Mountain West teams as far as a Mountain West scheduling alliance of sorts, because I think that's probably the uh, most efficient way to fill teams. But as Dylan mentioned, will there be a non-conference game against Oregon? Could there be another non-conference game that can yeah. be filled in there as well? So that's a big part of that piece. But obviously Oregon State's going to want to hit the ground running. And you mentioned another great point we want to touch on real quick is DJ. Obviously, you know, his status this year, you covered very well, Dylan. And I'm curious to know now with the movement that could be does DJ's mind change for next year? He's got an extra year of eligibility and right now not necessarily knocking down the first five rounds of the NFL draft. Maybe he's a late round pick, but just with how deep this quarterback draft is, you know, that, and you know, with all the movement that has, that could be, that's another thing to keep an eye on. Obviously we'll be covering it at Beaver's edge and, you know, then Dylan, there's the, then there's the aspect of, you know, if Oregon state follows projections and, plays Clemson in the Holiday Bowl, you know, that's a game yeah. DJ would be wanting to get out there and play, you know? Sure. And then what happens with Aiden? I mean, uh, exactly. DJ, uh, DJ may be more important for next year, perhaps, though Aiden, yes. I think, could step into a starting role next year and be okay. But, I mean, Aiden is by far probably the singular player on this roster that everybody wants to know about. Yep. I mean, and you're totally right. Like I said, it's been pretty mum on that front so far from both yeah. Dylan and I. Um, our 
thoughts at this point. You know, you can kind of check out our in-depth thoughts at beaversedge.com. We think he's probably leaning towards Jonathan Smith at this point. But you never know, right? There's a lot of different angles to this. Yeah, Michigan State has one roster on the quarterback now uh, after uh, their other two scholarship quarterbacks left today in the transfer portal. Is that a sign that they said, you know – uh, that Jonathan came in and said, hey, we're planning on bringing Aiden with us? Or was yeah. it, well, we know Sam Levitt, uh, thanks to our friends at Sworn yes. Illustrated, left Michigan State because, uh, quite frankly, he, he doesn't like the Oregon State coaching staff. He felt disrespected that they didn't offer him coming out of West Lynn uh, a cycle or two ago. And uh, there's some pretty hard feelings there, and that's why he's leaving Michigan <laughs> State. Um, yeah, when, for- when, you sent me, when you sent me that link, Dylan, with those quotes, I was like, wow, okay, like, like it was – it, it you weren't yep. pulling any punches, so to speak. Yeah, and that was a guy who, uh, prior to uh, John Smith being hired, was like uh, his dad told Sparns Illustrated that they would have to he would, you know, fight and claw uh, if he was I, somebody was trying to take him out of least Lanson and uh, Smith got got hired. And now he's he's out the door just forty eight hours later. Um, but yeah, I mean Aiden, we'll see what happens to Aiden. But we're gonna be you know trying to get that information every day possible and we'll try to have it uh, sooner than anybody else. And I think we will, but that's uh, just another reason that this is a great time in these last few hours to go over to uh, go to Beaver's edge and subscribe uh, for 75% off. And even after that, I mean, we still usually have, we should have our 30 day free trial. Uh, So, I mean, uh, you would miss the great opportunity that exists, but you'd still have plenty of opportunities to subscribe, check us out. And if you like us, stay, stay subscribed to us. Absolutely. And again, Dylan covered it well. Like I said, we just wanted to inform you guys of the latest things that we know and get you uh, headed over to beaversedge.com so you can discuss with other Beaver fans. Uh, Dylan, the damn board has been on fire this week. Lots of yep. emotions, lots of talk. And if you're a Beaver fan, you know, looking for a safe space to talk things through, Dylan, uh, the damn board, like I said, it's been popping off this week. Lots of Beaver fans with a bunch of opinions. And again, uh, a coaching search and coaching change certainly has the ability to kind of upend a fan base and kind of get people fired up, so to speak. And that's definitely been what we've seen. And lots of great opinions on potential candidates and so on and so forth. So again, you're missing out on definitely a, a great online Oregon State community of Beaver fans. And hey, you know, these days I'd tell Beaver fans to stick together. Because it's it's been uh, a few uh, few tough punches as of late, but nevertheless, Dylan and I are still providing some awesome content for you guys at BeaversEdge.com. Uh, again, just to kind of rehash real quick uh, what we mentioned at the top of the podcast before we close, uh, Dylan and I have reported and mentioned that things are heating up with Trent Bray and then one of the names from our V1 that has kind of risen up a little bit has been former Wisconsin head coach Paul Christ. He had also served at Oregon State as an offensive coordinator two separate times uh, each two years uh, back in the late 90s and early 2000s. So uh, I'm, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see how the names ultimately kind of shake out again for our, most of our detailed comments head over to the website. But an intriguing first couple names, Dylan, and like we reported yesterday, it really seems like Scott Barnes is wasting no time. They're hitting the ground running, yep. and that's what you have to like if you're a Beaver fan. Absolutely, and it's worth noting uh, with uh, Paul, uh, he's also a candidate for the Indiana opening, and mm-hmm. I have heard his name, seen his name pop up for that Duke opening as well. Mm, uh, so yes. we'll, we'll see, you know, is he somebody, if for some reason, I, I right now think it's going to be Trent Bright. 
Both based I, I off, think so too. Based off our intel and just based off that feels like the the smart hire right now. Um, is it a little risky? Sure. But it feels like the smart hire, and I think that's what our intel suggested as well. But if they were to offer the job to Paul, is Paul wanting to interview for those other two jobs still, or is he going to be t- be willing to take the job right away? These are all things that come into the, you know this type of decision. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I think we both agree that trend right now is definitely probably the best candidate for the job, best chance to keep this train moving. Uh, but I do feel for either guy, now I know similar is probably said for Jonathan Smith a couple of years ago, but it feels like with either candidate, this isn't necessarily feeling like a stepping stone position for either guy. Paul, you know, got fired at Wisconsin a year ago, but this is an opportunity if he would be hired to come in and kind of run that this program, have a good chance to continue the success that Jonathan Smith sure. uh, created. And whatever the future may hold, I've been very vocal in our discussions and on the board that I think Oregon state is still in a good chance to maintain a high level of success going forward, no matter what conference they're in. And I truly believe that I think that could happen with Paul. He, he, I think you have a high floor with him with Trent. I think there's an equally high floor, maybe even a higher ceiling. Um, But he's somebody who has talked about loving Corvallis so much. Yeah. Not really wanting to leave Corvallis and money isn't a factor for him. Um, now, Jonathan Smith uh, probably said a lot of similar things uh, right. over, over the last few years, but with Trent Bray, it, it seems very genuine. And uh, yeah. I think I think he'd be very happy taking over this program. And I, I think we're seeing with Scott Barnes that they're willing uh, – they're going to be willing to pay uh, whoever the head coach is, and they're going to be willing to put the money towards the program despite all the challenges that are going to come with no longer being associated with the Pac-12. Sure. Sure. And last point on that before we close the Edge podcast, big thanks to Dylan Callahan and Crowley for joining us and uh, doing a quick little update. Do you think it's good news for Trent Bray's chances, Dylan, that we really haven't heard any traction with him going to Michigan State? Like there's been very, very little, if anything, indicating that. Yeah, absolutely. Now I do wonder, we both texted about it. Why would he not have been named the interim over Henson? But maybe maybe that comes down to just kind of a like a seniority uh, type thing. Um, who knows? Um, but uh, um, either way, I, I think it's definitely notable that you know we haven't heard Trent's name pop up with Michigan State. Now, if he doesn't get the head coaching job, could he go to Michigan State? I, oh, absolutely. sure. That absolutely can be the case. Could he stay in Corvallis with whoever's the head coach? Sure, he's going to have yeah. his fair share of options. He will. Um, now, I, I think. It would be a little hard to see him sticking around if he doesn't get the head coaching job. Just kind of feels like it feels like, you know. Yeah, uh, it'd be it'd be interesting. I mean, again, I've learned now, Dylan. Yeah, you uh, can't assume anything. Yeah, don't assume anything. Expect the unexpected in coaching. Um, Like I told you yesterday when we were talking about something else behind the scenes and we're like, well, what about this? And I'm like. Well, I have had a coach lie to me very recently. So you never, like, you know, nobody, you know, can always be transparent, always at once. You know, guys are keeping their cl- their cards close to the vest. So that's why Dylan and I, as we mentioned, are, you know, staying on our sources to make sure we get you guys the best intel at beaversedge.com. Yeah. And, you know, we feel like it's the place to be for this coaching search. And, again, Dylan and I will be back doing another edition of the podcast. We'll probably bring on TJ as well, maybe Ryan, when we get a little bit more information and maybe have a little bit more to uh, kind of dive into and go off of. But for now, again, the latest is at beaversedge.com. We feel that the coaching candidates are kind of narrowing a little bit. The Beavers have their 
preferred choices, so to speak. So for Dylan and I's complete thoughts on that, make sure to check out beaversedge.com. For last reminder, we got a 75% off promo right now that runs through the rest of today's Cyber Monday, uh, 75% off beaversedge.com. And as Dylan mentioned, if you missed that, no worries. We'll have a 30-day promo available as well. So, uh, again, big thanks to Dylan Kellen Groley for joining me on this edition of the Edge Podcast. Stay tuned to beaversedge.com as we'll continue to have the latest on Oregon State's head coaching search.